coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two from Barry's in the Haymarket. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. Barry's is back and better than ever. Come hang with us uh, before Michigan and Nebraska. And then tune in to 93.7 The Ticket for the postgame show immediately following. Uh, the Lincoln Stars outside the box show will go from 7 until 8. Postgame show from 8 to 9. From 9 to 10, the premiere of Up the Middle with Bryce Matthews and Cam Chick of the baseball programs. Special guest tonight, Big Ten Freshman of the Year, Max Anderson, will join them on 93.7 to take it up the middle. So, uh, again, Barry's is back. You have live music on Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, T-shirts uh, are back on Thursday nights. So you can check that out both on Instagram, Facebook, for Barry's, Lincoln, do so. Jay Foreman, we were talking about some of the, the – the, when the decisions are being made – by players on whether they're going to return, whether they're going to transfer or whatever. If they're talking about going pro, there is a a, th- a set of circumstances that they need to consider before they decide to go pro, before you decide to j- jump in the draft pool. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, they would need to probably seek out unbiased uh, advice, information. There's plenty out there. Right. That's a shameless plug, um, which for high school kids too, you know, right. um, which is something that uh, myself will be putting out there come January into 2022. Um, but no, but to be honest with you, it's a little different now because the rookie minimum is like five times what the rookie minimum was when I came out. The NFL is a lot more big, a lot bigger, so you can kind of get a head start in life if you could manage to get vested. It's a hard road to tow. If you're not a, I always say, if you're not a first three round pick, and there's no guarantee that it happens. Um, you know, my advice would be coming back and try to go as high as you can because, uh, you know, and then sometimes, you know, you're going to go where you're going to go, and those are, I think, those are outliers, right? So just say, you know, if they say, hey, you know, say like if you're a five eight corner, you're not going to get any taller. Right, and you got great tape. You don't. Another year, what's that going to really do? You got to really look at. This is what kids need to look at, and what I don't think they really look at, and they don't really understand. And I also think that people don't tell them the truth. When these scouts come around, which a lot of them aren't the decision makers, their 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 idea is to scout everybody. They like everybody they see because they're scouts, right? They they're going to like everything, a lot of stuff that they see. That's not saying that you're not a good player. But they'll go around and give, say, just first-round grades. They'll go around and, and have a first-round grade on anywhere from 60 to 90 guys, give or take. Mm-hmm. Then they'll have a second to fourth-round grade on a little over 100. Third to fifth, probably double that. Fifth to seventh, triple or quadruple that. Okay, well, there's only 300 and some picks, right? I don't know. You can Google and see how many picks there are. 
Always tell guys one. Always plan for the worst case scenario. True. You know what I'm saying? True. I mean, heck, I, I, you know, look at Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be a Hall of Fame player. He was way down there to 24. You get what I'm saying? Um, McElroy was the first one in the green room back way back in the day from Texas A&M. Yep. And he got drafted in the second round by the Cardinals. There's things that can happen, and um, I would look at always plan for that. Number two, wait as long as you can before you declare because you want to see how many guys at your position that's coming out. Number one, because it's a supply and demand. Because if there's a whole bunch of guys that are out at your position, unless you're in the top, like say like. 10%, which is if there's 10 linebackers, or say that there's 20 linebackers, that's just say you're in the top five of all the linebackers, and that's an inside and out and pass rushers, then you're pretty safe. But when you're below that and there's a whole bunch of guys pulled up, they, they figure oh, I can get a second round grade guy in the fifth round, right? Or a sixth round, or yep. if he slips. So it's a supply and demand. You got to look how many teams realistically need those type of players. Then you also have to look at those teams that need those type of players. Are they going to be a team that's going to be involved in free agency? Because if they might need linebackers and they need and say they're close and say they need a starting middle linebacker, they might get Bobby Wagner from Seattle and then draft a guy in the sixth or seventh round because they know they got three years from Bobby. You got to look at all this stuff, and then you got to look at you know that. Now is that coaches risk? currently coaches. in that situation? Schemes currently being in it. schemes. Coaches currently. Is the coach on the hot seat potentially? Most recent trade activity, right? Uh, Cap dra- room, dra- yep. Draft, oh. draft um, history, draft history. What's their most pressing need? Do they need to draft? They say like somebody that, ne- that needs to move up in the draft to say take a tackle, right? Yep. And they're like, oh, well, that might not affect me. Yes, it will because if this is one of the teams that really needs somebody at your position, and they have to trade a second round, a third, and a fifth to move up from say, pick 25 to 15. I'm just, you know, just, you know. But, but you're dead on. Because right. So then that affects not only you, but affects the whole pool of linebackers, right? Because then other teams are going to have to move up to get more tackles because, they, say, if there's a pressing thing for tackles, and tackles generally, unless you're a pass rusher, tackle and is a more prominent position. And very specific based on the team that would be involved. Right, but they're, but they're always graded high because linemen are, are needed. Like if you're a receiver, right? Um, a tall receiver is a diamond dozen now. You know, back in the day, a tall, you know, Randy Moss coming out and running 4-2 was like, you know, he was a unicorn. Not not, not everybody's that still tall. Still is. He still he, is. If he ran that today, he'd still be. He still be is, late. but the guys being that tall isn't a big deal anymore. You've had the Calvin Johnsons. You've had the A.J. Greens. You've had the Andre Johnsons. You've, you've had guys that are superior athletes that, I mean, that, that have came out and, and, and slipped in the draft. Right. I mean, heck, the – the receiver at Cleveland, um, I forget his name. He was, he was a college roommate with um, Odell Beckham. He's one of the best uh, receivers in the league, and he was a second-round pick for the Dolphins. Right. Right? And he was always like, oh, he wasn't that as fast, and Odell was the bigger athlete, but he's a dog, right? So you got to look at all that stuff before you decide to nullify yourself of the chance to coming back here, starting, dominating, refining your game. And there's nothing wrong with finding out where you are. So, but don't just find out what's good about you. Focus on what you need to improve. But how many people who need to hear that actually listen to that? Like that's the uh, big none, right? Like that. Well, I mean, no, I mean that, look, that's you, our that's our pet peeve. But high school kids don't listen to it because you want to know why it's social media. They, they'll tell them, but then the people around them or them themselves have never been told anything but 
how good they are and that saying. And you don't even have to tell them that you're not good. But, but we say, don't hey, want those guys anyway. But you just say, hey, look, dude, you, you know, you do A, B, C, and D great. But if you really want to be to where you want to go, you right, gotta, we got to get you to work on this because. And they don't want to work on that. No, because what you want to do when you, and this is just my opinion, and what you want to do when you're in, like, trying out for the NFL or trying to get drafted, you want to be able to be, there shouldn't be, you don't want to be um, only being able to play in one scheme. You don't want to be pigeonholed into a certain type of player. You want to be versatile. Right. You want to be able to be a special teams player. You want to be a good leader. You want to be a hard worker. You want to be able to play um, inside linebacker in a three, four run and chase linebacker in a four, three. You want to be able to play nickel and dime. You want to be that's what you and and I'm just talking about linebackers. So that's what you want to be um, at the most. Or if you don't, if you're if you're obviously if you're better at one, you want to make sure that you have the ability to do others. So you want to be put you want to be able to. I want to be able to tell you if I'm telling the scout and you're talking to me in these meetings at the combine and say I always played in a – well, in my case, I always played in a 4-3. They always asked me about the bubble playing up. And so they asked me about it, how it would be affect me coming into the league because they were like, oh, well, 40% of your plays we didn't get to evaluate. Well, I said, well, hold on. Well, when I'm taking on linemen, I guarantee you my technique's better than somebody else's because I've had to do it. And I remember talking to Greg Robinson. He, at that time, he was a linebacker coach for the Broncos. And he was like, you know what? I never thought about it like that. Then he asked me, have you ever, ever ran any zone blitzes? Have you ever ran any fire zones? Well, I did that. Now, we just put that in my junior and senior year. Now, if I would have skipped town or something, I wouldn't have had that already in my back pocket. So when I was able to go to Buffalo and run the same defenses, even though it's a 3-4 alignment, I was so much ahead of it. And I remember I was competing against a guy a linebacker from Texas. His name was Dusty Renfro. And the only reason I remember him is because you'd always stand up with the veterans and introduce yourself and say where you're from. So you stand up, say, I'm Jay Foreman. Uh, you know, I'm from Frederick, Maryland. Went to the University of Nebraska. Linebacker. Sit down. He stands up. Dusty Renfro from Amarillo, Texas. Went to the University of Texas. But you can call me Big Renfro. So he was that guy, right? Um that that the veterans always mess with. So that's who was, but he didn't have the scheme adverse or scheme versatility to to know the language, know the drops, and be ahead of the curve. So when it came time for me to play in the preseason, I was the guy out there playing a nickel and dime. Yeah, you and weren't going to embarrass the, the coaching staff, but they already knew they could throw me out. That's there. what I'm saying. They right? knew so, they could trust you, right? But the thing is, they didn't have to really. I knew it already, and I had played in. Even fronts, odd fronts, bare fronts. So when I saw it, even though it was a three-four alignment, it I'd seen it all before. Um, I will tell you this: if I had the opportunity, even though, and, and this is obviously, you know, knowing if I could be guaranteed not to get injured, and knowing, say, even if I got drafted at the same exact spot a year later, right? If I could have came back to college one more year and matured as a human, physically stronger, know my weaknesses, right? Because back then. You never, I never, we never really thought about the, and you can even ask Jason Peter and Grant Wisham. These are guys, J, Grant Wisham went top six, okay? Jason Peter went 14. Those two guys, as much as we hung out and trained together, not once in the offseason did they talk about the league. We only started, started thinking about the league after we finished our last game. Now, we knew it was on the horizon, right? On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, 
David Linthicum by subscribing to On Cloud wherever you get your podcasts. Because we, we always try to keep it simple. If you work hard, you play good here at Nebraska, we're one of the best teams, and you test out well, you're going to have a chance, at least get a shot. Yep. Now, everything else is, you know, you know, obviously those are two great players. So, but if I had another year to come back, again, mature, stronger, know my weaknesses, say I was able to go kind of get an evaluation, say, hey, I need you to, you know, you need to get better here. Maybe you need to get a little bit leaner. Maybe I need to see you in this type of positions. I could actually maybe went in there to Coach, well, Coach McBride might have known, and then we could have kind of like within the scheme of the team now, right? Because I would have never went in there and said, I need this for the betterment of me, but is there a way I can do this or even work on it and not get in the game? But if you had asked the coaches on the staff at that when that happened, what would they have said to you? So let's say as a junior, you decide, hey, I'm thinking I can I can go early. I, I think I should go. Oh well, I would have I would have asked them what they thought. I would have had my obviously dad and uncle involved, and we would have sat down and made the best decision for me, and the best decision for me here, my legacy, and because you know a big part of. The, you know, I never would want to be the guy that that, that uh, left guys hanging unless it was worth it. I mean, it's no different than Brian Kelly, right? So say, just say this practical purpose. This has never, never happened to me. Just so, just say after my junior year, somehow, some way, I got a wild hair up my butt and I decide I'm going to turn pro and I come back and I have a first-round grade. Well, I got to talk to my roommates, guys I played with, and say, look, I got this is a once-in-a-lifetime, literally once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. If it's a first-round grade. If it's a first or second round, I got to go. Uh, uh. And they would have understood, but I would have exhausted all options. I wouldn't have came in there and said, hey, DP, thanks for coaching me for four years. I'm out. Because because here's why. Because here's why. You know, I I couldn't run in there. Well, I couldn't run, not run. I couldn't have that conversation with you, and especially if we were in and went through thick and thin together, Mm -hmm. right? So in my case, yeah, because McBride and those guys – Went to bat for me to start as a redshirt freshman. You got to think I went from getting my head beat in to starting, so I didn't have any game reps. So they took a chance on me. So we've been in, we were in this thing together, right? Then I position changed. Then we're in it together. Then we're in, say, like my junior year, we went and asked a championship. So if I come in there and say that you know, and knowing they went to bat for me, I can't expect them not to be upset if I just tell them what I'm going to do without talking to them. If I'm talking at them. They're not going to listen. Well, they're not. They're going to listen, but they're. Oh no! Well, they're going to shut you down. Well, no, they're going to be like. <laughs> well, they're going to be like. Well, hold on, yeah. hold on. I didn't. You didn't talk at me when I had to go to bat for you. That part. You get what I'm saying? That part. We were in it together. So then you got to give me the same respect that you want, even if, like, if I went in there and I had to have a conversation with Craig Bowl and say, "Hey, look, I don't like how you do this," but I can articulate it with it, and he can say, "Okay, well, then I need to work on this, and this is what you need to work on." And we can go and we can get back to work come spring because me and Coach Ball had that conversation, where I where I was thought I was playing well, and he said, you know what, let's look at these plays. I need you to do this at the point of attack. This is where I need you to improve on. Now hold on, I'm just already all Big Twelve, right? Right. So I could really already think I arrived, but he said, you know what, this is what you need to get better at. Now it wasn't to get better at to go to the pros. This is what I need you to get better at to be the best player. Now did I like hearing that when I was sitting in that conversation? Probably not, but you know what I said when I got in there. Thank you. I, was, I was like, "Hey, it, I worked for that dude." I had some ex- no, I worked for that dude. No, but I had explicitive. <laughs> okay, 
I had, I had Monday Night Football explicitly. Yeah, you put right? yeah you put a few in there. I put right? the, the, the yeah, Monday you, Night Football. Yeah, you put but the I said, night you away. know what? After that, I'm yeah. gonna show you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But ultimately, that's what I needed because then I felt like when I made the transition and I went to other places or to All Star games, I was ready to compete. And you know what? It was welcome because I was able to I was able to go to the East West Shrine game and play Mike, Sam, and Will. Right? There's guys that were there that only could play Mike. I've I'd had our experience of playing Sam. I got a chance to play Will that I could run and kind of cover guys and make plays. I got to get in the game and practice all week. And they had seen me play middle linebacker for three years. In, you know what the, I mean? In, in those cases, well, because of those cases, I would ask, then why are so many folks leaving who? Obviously, aren't one or two round. They're not first or second round guys. Yeah. They're not guys who have a resume of success. They, well, I mean, it's all. I mean, I'm assuming they're being told that they're, you know, got a chance. And, and look, at this time, you can go fifth round and play a few years and be might have a but nice. But you're not look. getting. You're not getting that good money. Yeah, that you you are. I mean, you're you're making if you make an NFL minimum for three years and it going up every year and say you. You know, I mean, you could be you could be way ahead of where you you need to be, you know. And I'm sure if they, if you know, I would say if there, I just wish there was a guarantee that these guys that go early could get drafted. Or I'd, could, I'd or hate could for come guys back. to go. I'd hate for. Yeah, see, I wish they. I wish. Or could come back. I wish you could declare and then maybe go through like the combine and then be able to come back. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, NFL will tell you they don't want to waste that money, but I think they should. I think. Well, that would be the, investment in a better the product. Whole, but the whole combine has changed because the combine isn't majority of the guys that are going to get drafted. They don't go out and see the small schools anymore. So that's where you see a lot of more small school guys because of parity that are down at the senior bowl and go to the combine now. So you might so say on a regular do, year. Do you want them to play in those because shrine trying, bowls and all-star right. games and then come back? Or do you want them just to go to the combine or at least to get a combine grade? Well, they have the, they have NBA camp, so maybe you can go and I don't know because then you're well, then you know you got to sign an injury waiver and all. I just wish that they could go, maybe, um, I don't know. Say by the time school starts, right? So say the middle of January that they could, and say the season's over. Okay, I'm you, looking at it. Yeah, okay, you could go somewhere. We, we had that in the, high, the clearinghouse. Yeah, but you could go somewhere, try out. And get a good grade, or meet with guys, or you know, you could, you know, maybe on your own dime go to, you know, say they have a bunch of retired GMs, right, that have information on you. You know, they could come in and have regional deals where they could say, "Hey, DP, you actually need another year because, yeah, they might be telling you three to five, but you actually will probably be six to seven. If you come back the next year, there's not this many X players at your position, so automatically you'll probably bump up by two rounds if you have a good year. This is what you need to work on." I wish they could go back in, um, you know, to the, to the to the colleges. And there's NBA guys that do it too. Go and kind of go through the process and come back and get a good uh, evaluation. Um, but it's a little different because you got so many scouts out there saying so many things, and guys are getting some misinformation because ultimately, guys are fixated on the top round that they could go in. They're not thinking, okay, I could possibly go fifth round. Do they know how few people actually get? drafted ahead of where they think they are very few and it's like, got it's, it's got to be like all the stars got to line up i mean you got to go blow the combine up need it they got to be a need and you got to jump the, the biggest jumps are in the first round like mike mamula and, and then who was it johnny manzel you know went and did his thing with pads on or like a 
quarterback that has a well. But if you get caught up in the in the, in the show pony aspect of it, you deserve whatever you get. Right, but that's not going to be happening in the third. For how many times you say, man, the dude in the third round had a great pro day and he did linebacker drills with his pads on. Right. Right. Now, granted, if you go to the combine and blow it up, and you already have like a fourth round grade, I don't see guys going from fourth round to first round. Now, what they do is you might go and you go might go up, you might go like from fourth to second. But that's a rare case because they know you're a good athlete. But you, if you do something that off the charts, that, that allows them to go back and make sure your athletic ability matches up with your tape. And that's also the most important tape, or most important thing. You want to make sure your tape is NFL ready. Because, yeah, you could go and, and do the, the, the Man, underwear. You say that. They need to say that again. You, you could do the underwear Olympics, right? Wow. That's fine. But just because you do the under, underwear Olympics doesn't mean they say, you know what, man, you got bad tape, so I'm going to go ahead. You I know just what, I'm want a, dudes to look to But that say, does happen in the NBA, though, because I, be, I heard uh, Jay Billis talk about he had a bad year shooting. He got a bad-looking shot, but I think they can fix it. No, no you can't, can't shoot. If you can't shoot in college, you can't you're not going up there with Kevin Durant looking right down the barrel of you talking about you shooting. You, they'll go through. I, I, I think this. I, I think people need to pay more attention to their tape. I think they need to listen to people that don't have direct interest. Right. And I think they need to, to have open ears to people that are telling them what's good for them. Yeah. Because and, and I'll say it as honestly as I can say this. There are Husker players in several programs who are making decisions that aren't sound and don't make sense. Yeah, and that's just. And it breaks my heart. It breaks right. my heart. Because you can stay here and get better. And you're treated like a especially with like NIL. Well, you the dude here. Look. But, but hold on. With NIL, you got to think, DP. Our scholarship checks was like $330. We, brothers was hustling. You hear me? You're right. Right? We might be in Barry's and have like a little skit here right here right. to make some extra money. Right. You get NIL money and you get your scholarship checks are taken care of. I'm, I'm assuming you're probably already ahead of graduation, so you're kind of almost like a pro athlete in waiting. Right. You can get ahead on your master's. Well, and no, you but get, you can focus on the work. That's what I'm saying. Like you can actually you don't have just to really crank go to school. out. You can you crank can. out gym time, film, NIL. And you would be almost a kind of—it's almost like the you'd be in a minor league. You would be almost like a, a at home in a minor league. But you would be in like an internship on how to be an NFL right. player. Right, and you know how many people would love to be at a place of their choosing while they prepare for and their profession. And safety, and meaning right? that you're going to be taken care of. You're going to start. You're already you're connected. Play, you're already you're connected. Yeah. You already know your, your, your faults, and the right. people who are coaching you know your faults. Right. Can help help you get ready. I don't know why it's why that's complicated. Uh, it, it, well, I don't know why it's complicated either, but, you know, it is what it is, and that's, it. you know, it, it just happens all the time, it's, and it's no different than guys going into the portal knowing if if you have four people telling you that you need to, you don't need to go, you need to stay where you're at because it's the best yeah, That's enough. You, and then you decide to go, you, you, well, they, then, you, you know, you're a pain freak. Well, they wave it at you. They're waving, they're waving yeah. goodbye at you because they can't help you. Right. They cannot help you. It's too much. You don't want to be helped. Yeah, well, that, that exists, too. So we'll throw the break when we come back. Uh, again, we're live at Barry's. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. Stop by. Give us a what's up. Uh, up next, I do want to talk about this Michigan team, mm. this battle tonight, and what we can expect at PBA between the Huskers and Wolverines. We'll do that when we come back to Old School on 93.7 The Ticket. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.